Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, my friend, founder and CEO of KLR Consulting, Christy Royce. Christy, how are you doing today? Happy Friday. I am doing very well. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. I'm glad we're finally able to get you onto the podcast. I love our conversations. One of the things we like to talk about is the value of leadership with regard to small law firms. And I hear this a lot from uh, from attorneys. Oh, leadership. Why do I need leadership? I'm running a small law firm. Tell me more about your point of view on that. Oh, gosh, what a great question. And I guess a step back is how do we even define leadership? You know, it's I think there's some trepidation around, well, if I'm not a managing partner, does that mean that I have to have strong leadership skills? And my response to that is absolutely. Uh, I love this quote by Mark Harry. He says, leadership is not accidentally bestowed or inherited. Leadership is a deliberate, thoughtful process that is about lifting the people around you. What a wonderful definition of leadership. I love that. that. And, you know, I have, as as you know, I have a quote book that's filled with with quotes on leadership. And I just recently read that one. I said, darn, I need to redo my quote book because I want to add this one because I loved it. (laughs) And what Mark's touching on that just really grabbed my attention and I've shared with many of my clients is leadership is influence. It's really nothing more or nothing less. It's not about a position or a title, but it's really a choice. It's a responsibility. And it's a, to me, it's a responsibility. How can you positively impact others? So if I'm thinking about leadership and I'm the owner of a law firm, one of the questions I probably have, and this relates to your point, Christy, about what is leadership? It means different things to different people. Am I a good leader? Like, what are some of the things that uh, attorney entrepreneurs should look for that would tell them, yes, you're, yes, I'm a good leader, or, you know, that's really something I need to work on and a real deficiency of mine? What I view as good leadership in a modern law firm, small, medium, or large, to me, size does not make a difference. There's really, I think, six areas that we focus on in our work with our clients. First of all, it's about collaboration and teamwork. Modern law firms require leaders who can foster this culture of collaboration and teamwork and facilitate that open communication and sharing of ideas. So what does that lead to? You know, Patrick Lancioni's work around the five dysfunctions of a team. He talks about trust and accountability. You cannot build that trust and accountability unless you're focusing on this collaboration and teamwork. So number two, they need to be adaptive and innovative. Again, modern law firms, we need to navigate change and uncertainty. My gosh, think about what we've been through the last three years and who knows what 2023 is going to bring us. But if we cannot adapt through effective leadership skills, and that might be technologies, it might be business models. Think about the great work that you do with your firms. We we need to be able to adapt and innovate. And leaders allow us to do that. Thirdly, and quickly, emotional intelligence. Bottom line, emotional intelligence, empathy. I know we hate that word sometimes, 
But it is so critical that we can help build these relationships with all of our employees and clients because leadership also applies to our work with clients. It's not simply within the firm. So I think that's a really important point uh, that you're bringing up because in all your descriptions of you know things that leaders bring to the table and things that leaders should have, nowhere is there that you know that traditional stereotype, that military idea of leadership where it's someone you know leading the charge, barking out orders, motivating their team, being you know very visible. This is a very different view of leadership for the modern law firm. Um, when you're working with clients, when you're talking with clients, how often do you, you know, how do you go about resetting their ideas of what effective leadership is in this day and age? Oh, what a great question. Um, not easy. <laughs> That's my immediate <laughs> response. Not easy. And what we have found over our 20 plus years of doing this work and we're in working with a lot of law firms is assessments are a great place to start. You know, there's different assessments that we bring in through the process. Um, Again, I met Patrick Lancioni, who is one of my favorite authors. He has a stellar assessment that we use around really what is healthy trust, you know, and what is healthy conflict, et cetera. I could go on and on because I'm passionate about this one. We also use the DISC assessment a lot. And again, the real value that brings is helping people understand where are they starting at the leadership level? What are their innate strengths? And then what are some skills that they need to build to allow them to enhance those skills? So that's a really good place to start versus me going in and saying, this is where you excel as a leader and this is where you suck as a leader. That's not what it's about. It's let's let's start with where, let's start with something that helps them better understand themselves in a leadership role. So it sounds like some of the symptoms that um, a leader at, at a law firm or the owner of a law firm might recognize as, you know, a deficiency in leadership, or they need to improve the leadership skills is if they don't have really strong, you know, morale in their firm. And this could be a firm of, you know, two people. Um, It doesn't really matter what size it is. Um, If they're having trouble retaining people, if they're having trouble attracting new hires, you get the hire all the way to the job offer, you made them the offer and they turn it down. Or, they accept the offer and they're gone in a month. Um, or there's a lack of performance and a lack of accountability and a lack of ownership amongst the team. Uh, those might all be signs that uh, you know the owner's leadership skills, if they were improved, might be able to help with those things. Absolutely. Retention is a big challenge, as we all know right now. And I mean, gosh, let's talk about your work within firms. How how do you how do you help? help the leaders, the firm leaders understand the value of retention and the impact of, of, of turnover. Yeah, that's usually um, very clear and present because we very quickly have a conversation. If they're, if they're already over capacity, which they often are, then clearly they need to hire. And very early in the conversations, it comes out that they have a retention issue or a recruiting issue. Or they're uh, talking about growing their firm and the really fo- the real focus is on marketing. And so one of the questions I'd love to ask them is, okay, well, if we really knock this out of the park on the marketing side, and your marketing is doing exactly what you want it to do, and those leads and potential clients are pouring in, how much capacity do you have to actually handle that work? And uh, oftentimes, they, there's kind of a, a pause there, and they say, actually, um, yeah, we don't actually have the capacity to handle the work. So again, it points back to 
a, a potential hiring situation or recruiting situation, or even a performance issue, because it, oftentimes the, there is there should be capacity in the firm to do it um, if the firm is well-run and well-led. Um, but sometimes the perception is that the firm is maxed out when actually what's what the issue is, is the way the, the uh, firm works together as a team and the way those individuals take ownership over their daily tasks that they have to do. Oh, such a great point. You know, I use the, the acronym TEAM, T-E-A-M. Together, everyone, everyone achieves more. more. You know, we <laughs> yeah. love it. And, but it's so critical. And I was starting to say, you know, Gallup did this research about 93% of employees said they'd stay longer in a firm if they invested in their career development. But this is a challenge I see with many of my clients as well that you're alluding to is if management of at the firm level is not investing in career development, is not investing in um, how employees can manage change, deal with uncertainty. My gosh, think about the, what, how in the law firm world, how we're constantly changing that environment. We need to support every level of employee help with that uncertainty and change. That's where you're going to see retention improve. People want to see us invest in them. Yeah. And in your point of view, Christy, how much of that is actually is a leadership issue versus more of a hey, I really care about my team and I'm going to invest in my team? Or is that what leadership is all about? Hey, what did I say earlier? Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. It's not this position of title. So showing that you care as a person is, I think, one of the top needs in this a strong leader. Taking the time. What do you know about the people that work with you and for you? You know, building those key relationships, that's where the healthy trust really comes in. You know, it's the number one people reason that why people leave a firm is a direct relationship with their manager. It is not pay. It is not working too many hours. It is not, you know, there's many other excuses that we hear. But if they are committed to their manager, their leader, or whomever they report to, that's where you're going to see the retention numbers increase. Absolutely. And so I guess the question, Christy, is how? How does one, and I want, I would love to get like a, a little bit of a peering into your engagement with clients. How does one actually improve their leadership skills? A great question. That's something I would say, first of all, it does not happen overnight. It takes a strong commitment. And this is the work that I love doing with my clients is I mentioned earlier some assessments that we bring in, but it really it takes being committed to doing the hard work to get there, taking some risks, stretching yourself outside your comfort zone, admitting that you don't have all the answers. And maybe you could get some support for helping yourselves get through some of these turbulent times because there are a lot, there's a lot of change going on right now in, in every firm. So, you know, invest in yourself and your the impact that you will have on Every individual that you work with and that works for you and your clients, as I mentioned, is going to be extremely high. Absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more. You mentioned the hard work, and I'd love to hear more about that. The hard work, meaning as you're, as you're building your leadership skills? Yeah, yeah. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, that you, I cannot say that word strongly enough. An intentional practice, though. 
intentional practice. I mean, we, as I know you do as well, come up with what are some new skills that you want to build? You know, we I always say success without a plan is just an accident. So what skills do you want to build? And can you can you step outside your comfort zone? And are you willing to work on what it takes to get there? I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm working with a managing partner right now who just recently took over a firm and a lot of dysfunction within the firm. And so she has really had to stretch herself outside her comfort zone to have some pretty difficult conversations. And she has used me as a strategic partner to kind of really to prepare for what those conversations look like. And so for any curveball that's thrown to her. And it has had a huge impact on her competence and her confidence in this new role. But believe me, it hasn't been, they haven't been easy steps either. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because change is super hard, especially for seasoned professionals. You know, the the more successful that we that we are and the more the things that we've learned are working for us, the harder it is to make changes to those things. And so, uh, and leadership is so personal uh, that making those changes can be, it'll, it'll take a lot of time. It takes baby steps and having the support of someone like you, Christy, to kind of guide. It's really just a question of doing everything you can to get the best results in the least amount of time. And I think that's why people work with leadership coaches like yourself. I agree. I think it's a really fundamental skill for success uh, if an owner um, or an, an or a rising attorney, for that matter, um, really wants to do the most that they possibly can in their legal career. You're absolutely right. And, you know, when we talk, it's, it's funny when we talk a lot about coaching, it's all, it's not just the investment of time when you have your, you know, your weekly sessions or your, or your monthly sessions. Yeah, it's it's also putting. I use the word commitment before. It's committing to execute on some of these out of the box challenges or steps that we need to take, and that's where the clear goals and expectations come in. You know, with with all of our clients, it is so critical at the very beginning that we set measurable goals and expectations. Then we all know what 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 do we want to focus on? What does success look like? And it might be a short term presentation that you're giving at the partner retreat, or it could be long term investment in yourself as a leader. So it doesn't mean that that when you bring in a leadership coach, it's a five year commitment. Um, sometimes it's just one simple project, but you need an outside resource. But it's commit. It's making that commitment to doing the work to get there. So given that, Christy, what's one thing that uh, U.S. attorneys did more often as leaders? That is a great question. One thing I wish they did more often. The immediate thing that comes to mind is truly foster a positive workplace culture. It can really go a long way in keeping that team motivated and engaged. And with that culture, if you can really work on building open communication, respect, collaboration, that's where you are going to see the biggest impact. So again, repeating myself, creating a positive workplace culture would be my number one priority. Improving that culture, and here's just a tip for attorney entrepreneurs that are listening, improving that culture starts with you. And so take a moment to just reflect on how you show up with your firm. Are you someone who is considered positive and energetic, focused, but also caring about others and taking the time to connect with others? Or are you 
coming across as you know cynical and burned out and working really hard and wearing the number of hours you bill on your sleeve is like a badge of honor um, and just grinding it out. Because if that's what you're doing, that's not going to contribute to a positive culture. So think about loosening up and relaxing and having a little bit of fun. It's okay to have fun and affirm while working your tail off and connecting with your colleagues. <laughs> yeah, fun. That's it's in I think COVID COVID led us to it is even more critical now because of COVID, I believe. And I think we've gotten away from it with Zoom and with it, it it almost prevents us from remembering the importance of having fun. And fun to me also is getting to know your team. Do you really know, you know, how many children they have? What are they going to do on the weekend? I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes it's billable hours, it's billable hours, it's billable hours. But a big part of fun is simply getting to know somebody. So that's when I talk about investing in a positive workplace culture. That's a question I would ask each of you. How do you really, how well do you really know those that work with you and for you? And Christy, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to with KLR Consulting over the next year or so? Gosh, um, what a what a great year to come. I I am first of all, I cannot believe that we're already so far into the year. It's like wow, it feels like I'm still saying happy new year, but <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking forward to? I would say probably one one of my new um new uh, certifications that I've just been through is it's called the Leadership Challenge. Barry Posner wrote a fabulous book and that's a fabulous program. And it's a Barry Posner. A, oh my gosh. Uh, do you know Barry? Is it he's so I, wonderful? I do. When I went down to my MBA at Santa Clara University, he was uh he was the uh provost. <laughs> Dean Posner. He's, yes. Yes, I should have known that because I know he teaches at Santa Clara and I know you went there. So that's a good reminder. But he has this fabulous 360 tool that I've just started implementing um, with many of the law firms that I'm that I'm coaching and consulting with and amazing feedback. So I talk about assessments. It's a great starting point to say, again, what are we doing really well? What am I doing really well as a leader? And what are what is one of five areas he measures? And what are these areas where we might need to focus on a little bit? And what I love about it is through collecting feedback with those that are working with you and for you, and even clients I include in this sometimes, um, it it shows your team that you are placing value on self-development. And talk about earning some brownie points, big, big win. So that is a new tool that I'm bringing in, into, into my toolkit that I'm really looking forward to implementing with even more clients this year. Awesome, Christy. And if people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? I would say email. Best way to reach me. And it's Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at K-L-R Consulting. Um, LinkedIn, of course. And I always know spelling down my last name because I think I'm very few people spell it this way. It's R-O-Y-S-E. Awesome. Christy, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. Everyone, that is Christy Royce, founder and CEO of KLR Consulting. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment 
by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.